wonderful songs. Feel like huh, just give an invitation. Message has been preached pretty much through the song, but I I want to brag on my Savior a little bit myself. Amen. If you would turn your Bibles to the book of Luke, chapter seventeen. Luke, chapter seventeen. Luke chapter 17, we'll begin with verse 20, God's word declares, Luke chapter 17 and verse 20, and when he was demanded of the Pharisees, when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, the kingdom of God cometh not with observation, neither shall they say, lo here or lo there, for behold, the kingdom of God is within you. And he said unto the disciples, The days will come when you shall desire to see one of the days of the Son of Man, and you shall not see it. And they shall say to you, See here or see there. Go not after them nor follow them. For as the lightning that lighteneth out of the one part under heaven shineth into the other part under heaven, so shall also the Son of Man be in his day. But first must he suffer many things and be rejected of this generation. And as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it also be in the days of the Son of Man. They did eat, they drank, they married wives, and they were given in marriage. And the day that Noah entered, until the day that Noah entered into the ark, and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise also, it was in the days of Lot, they did eat and drank, and they bought, they sold, they planted, they builded. But the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. In that day, he which shall be upon the housetop, and his stuff in the house, let him not come down and take it away. And he that is in the field, let him likewise not return back. In verse 32, remember Lot's wife. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we love you and praise you. Thank you for this time you've given us to come and worship you. Thank you for each home gathered here in your house this morning. Father, we just... Uh, want to worship you this morning in spirit and in truth. We thank you for our members. We thank you for our guests and visitors. And Father, I just pray now as bread of life is broken, you'll give me the words to say. Lord, speak to hearts this morning. There's a heart, Lord, that needs to come. Let them come before it's eternally too late. Lord, if there's a heart that's not where it once was in their walk with you, Lord, let them come. Father, just bless the message and let your will be done. Lord, you've heard prayer requests. There's those that are written down and put in the offering plate. Lord, you know what the need is before we even ask. And we just bring our petitions before you and seek that, Lord, your will will be done with each of these requests. Father, again, thank you for the time you've given me to stand before your people and to share your holy and blessed word. 
I love you and I praise you. And I thank you for my salvation. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Please be seated. This morning I want us to think about Lot's wife. Uh, Y'all understand this morning that this is the only time where the Lord in his word instructs us to remember Lot's wife. He didn't say remember Abraham. He didn't say remember David. He didn't say remember Rahab. He didn't say to remember Mary. He said remember Lot's wife. Why? Why is that important? Well, I'll tell you why it's important. Because we don't want to mess up like she messed up. Amen? Because the sad thing is she messed up big time. We don't want to do that. Now, the Pharisees asked the Lord, when is the kingdom of God coming? And what did Jesus say? He says, just like when lightning strikes and it runs across the sky, it'll be sudden. Right? We know that his return could be sudden. In fact, I believe it's going to be sudden. When it finally, the appointed time comes that God says, go get my children, boom, it's going to happen. But listen, not only do we have that, those of us that know the Lord is our Savior, that to look forward to. And I don't know about you, but <laughs> I'm ready for the Lord to come back. I, I, I don't like the world I live in. It's wicked, it's evil, and it's only going to get worse. So I'm ready for him to come back. But listen to me, he has a timetable, he has a plan, and guess what? He's not going to come back because Pastor John says it's time for him to come back. He's going to come back when he's ready. But I will tell you this, I believe it's close. I won't give you a date or time because the Bible says that's silly. If, if the son, and I'm talking about the son, S-O-N, doesn't know when he's going to return because he's waiting on the father to tell him, what man is going to know the date and the time? That's right, brother, no man. But my point is this, not only is he coming back, but also judgment will also be sudden. See, everybody loves that. Oh, we're going to heaven. And I'm glad you are. If you know Jesus, yes, we're going to heaven. But for those that don't know the Savior and that are left behind, listen, sudden judgment is going to fall. And it's going to be swift. Amen? And Jesus told the disciples remember Lot's wife. So what can we go? There's been questions. Theologians have, for hundreds of years, have discussed Lot's wife. She was turned into a pillar of salt. Was she saved? No. She wasn't saved. And I'm going to show you why she wasn't saved. So with that said, we're going to consider... Her spiritual privileges. Three top water points. She had spiritual privileges. Okay? And the first one was that she had the privilege 
of knowing that her husband, but most of all, her uncle through marriage, Abraham, had a relationship with God. You see, they, in fact, she belonged to a family. Think about this for a second. You realize she belonged to a family that was the only family at that time that was worshiping the true and living God? Only one. And she had that relationship with uh, Abraham and Lot's faith in God. So what I'm trying to say is, what did God call Abraham? A friend. Amen. James 2.23 tells us that he was the friend of God. Boy, I wish I could say I was always God's friend. I can't. But I can tell you this, God's always been my friend. Amen. He's always been my friend. But she watched Abraham, how Abraham would worship God, would build altars, and they would worship, they would sacrifice. He was an example to her. Her husband, he was a saved man. But his walk with the Lord was like this. One day he esteemed high. He was right where he needed to be in his walk with the Lord. And then the next day he was down here. He esteemed low. You see, basically he traded his tin in for a townhouse. He traded in who he was for the praise of man. And if there's a lesson for us to learn this morning about Lot's wife is, first of all, get this, you cannot base your relationship with God on the relationships you have in your family. Understand that. Your family can't save you. It's the blood of Jesus that saves us. It's not our relationship with our families. I've had people tell me, well, I know I'm going to heaven because dad was a preacher. My uncle was a preacher. Uh, I feel sorry for you. You're in for a rude awakening if you don't trust Jesus yourself. You see, what it boils down to is this. You can know John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. You can know that verse. You can memorize that verse. But if you've not applied that to your life, you are lost and you're going to go to hell. Now that's pretty plain. A lot of folks don't understand that. They don't like that being plain. Don't tell me I'm going to hell. If you don't know Jesus, that's where you're going. If you die without him, that's where you're going. But listen to me. Here is the thing. If you know Jesus as your personal Savior, there's been a time in your life where you admitted that you're a sinner and you asked the Lord to save you, He will save you. And you are a child of God and you never have to worry about going to hell. But just because you know a verse, that doesn't make you saved. Just because you have someone in your family that's a child of God... That doesn't mean you're saved. 
You see, it's a personal relationship with Christ. Now, here is Lot's wife. And again, look at the privilege she had. She literally was in a family that loved God and that served God. But she died lost. So what does that mean, preacher? That means you better trust Jesus as your Savior and don't count on anyone but Christ for salvation. Amen? (laughs) She was privileged in her revelations. Look at what the word says. Again, she was acquainted with God. There's a lot of folks out there acquainted with God. They know about God. They sit on a church pew and they hear the word of God preached. They hear the word of God taught. So they have a knowledge of God, but they don't know God. You know any people like that? Churches are full of folks like that. They sit there and they think they know everything there is to know. The most important thing that they do need to know. I, want, I wanted to know after I got saved about God. But before I got saved, I, I didn't know nothing about God. And to be quite honest, I didn't care. Because I was lost. And the devil had hid the gospel from me and blinded my mind. But I tell you what, when a person does get saved, they want to know why. God loves them so much that he would die in their place on the cross. And boy, I tell you what, over the years, my studies, I learned something new every day about God and his grace and his love. But again, she had a special revelation. Turn to Genesis 19. I want to share something with you. And this is an important revelation she had. Again, we are told to remember Lot's wife. Why? Well, this is why. Genesis 19. Genesis 19. Look at verse 1. And there came two angels of Sodom at evening, and Lot sought sat in the gate of Sodom, and Lot, seeing those, rose up to meet them, and he bowed himself with his face toward the ground. And he said, Behold now, my lords, turn in, I pray you, into your servant's house, and tarry all night, and wash your feet, and you shall rise up early and go on your way. And they said, Nay, but we will abide in the street all night. And he pressed upon them greatly, and they turned in unto him, and entered into the house, and he made them a feast, and did bake unleavened bread, and they did eat. But before they lay down, the men of the city, even the men of Sodom, compassed the house round both both old and young, all the people from every quarter. And they called unto Lot and said unto him, Where are the men which came into thee this night? Bring them out unto us, that we may know them. Lot went out door unto them and shut the door after them and said, I pray you, brethren, do not so wickedly. 
Behold, now I have two daughters which have not known man. Let me, I pray you, bring them out unto you. And do ye to them as it is good in your eyes. Only to these men do nothing for. Therefore came they under the shadow of my roof. And they said, stand back. And they said again, this one fellow came in to sojourn, sojourn and he will needs be a judge. Now we will deal worse with thee than with them. And they pressed sword upon the man, even Lot, and came near to break the door. But the man put forth their hand, but the men put forth their hand and pulled Lot into the house to them and shut the door. And they smote the men that were at the door of the house with blindness, both small and great, so that they wearied themselves to find the door. Verse 12, And the men said unto Lot, Hast thou here any besides son-in-law and they, and thy sons and thy daughters and whatsoever thou hast in the city? Bring them out of this place. Verse 13, For we will destroy this place because the cry of them is waxing great before the face of the Lord. And the Lord has sent us to destroy it. You see, Lot's wife had a special revelation from two angels of the Lord. They literally came there to remove Lot, his wife, and his daughters, and their husbands from Sodom. Why? Because God saw the wickedness of Sodom and Gomorrah. And understand, that wickedness was homosexuality. Listen, when those men came to Lot's door that night and said, we'd like to see them, you know what they were wanting to do. Homosexuality is an abomination to God. Homosexuality is sin. Now, listen to me. To God, sin is sin. Amen. There's not one greater than the other. But homosexuality says God hates it. It's an abomination. And because of it, he sent those angels there to remove Lot and his family so that he could rain down fire and brimstone. Understand, he was going to judge Sodom and Gomorrah for their sin. And she knew that was going to take place. And you know what drives a pastor crazy? It does. Pastor gets up. He preaches what God's laid on his heart. He shares the word with everybody. And he knows that there is folks out there in those pews that even though they hear the truth, even though they know that there's going to be judgment, they know that one of these days if they die without Christ, they're going to go to hell. But what do they do? They don't pay it any mind. And it drives you crazy. Hell is real. Death is real. Eternity is real. Judgment is real. And you need to take care of that. You know what's so sad? What's sad is people literally are dying without Christ as their Savior and going to hell with their eyes wide open. It don't make sense. And I wonder if there's somebody 
I'm speaking to this morning. Oh, you've made a profession of faith. Let me tell you, there's more false professions of faith than there are professions of faith that are real. Understand. People need to understand. You have to be born again. Oh, you can turn over a new leaf. My goodness, I did that four times before I finally trusted Jesus as my personal Savior. I just turned over a new leaf. Oh, I'll stop doing that. And I'll try to be better. I'll try to stop cursing. I'll try. You know what? It lasted for a day. Maybe two at the most. But I was still lost and apart from God. I made false profession after false profession after false profession. Now I will say this. There are those that are truly saved. But you know what? They live like the world. They live just like the world. They act like them. They talk like them. They dress like them. They walk like them. They live just like the world. Now, they're still saved. That's where Lot's wife, her example by her husband, that's where he was at. He was saved. The Bible tells us over in 2 Peter, the word of God calls him just. Why? Because At some moment in his life, he trusted the Lord as his Savior. But let me say something, and I'm going to offend some of you. I'm going to make you mad. Probably going to want to run me off, but I'm going to say it anyways, because I'm supposed to. Listen to me this morning. If you're a member of Lone Mountain Baptist Church, and you are out in the world living like the devil, living like the world, please do me a favor. Don't tell nobody that you belong to Lone Mountain Baptist Church because you're going to hurt the testimony of this church and you're going to hurt the testimony of my brothers and sisters that are trying to live for the Lord. So please do me a favor. I don't ask for a whole lot, but I'm asking you, if you're going to live like the world... Don't tell them where you go to church. You're welcome. You see, Lot's wife had a spiritual privilege. The angels came to get them out. You know what's so sad? They literally had to drag them out of the house and out of the city. Why? Because their heart and their love was there in that place. You see, Lot's wife, her heart was in Sodom. And there's a lot of Christians today whose hearts are still in the world. Sodom. Amen? Listen. I know as Baptists, we get the bad end of the stick when it comes to, well, you're Baptist, you believe in once saved, always saved, you can live any old way you want to and you're going to heaven. 
Let me tell you something. See, here's the thing. I do believe in eternal security of the believer because the Bible teaches it. But listen to me. I don't worry about losing my salvation because, not that I'm able to live a life above sin, because believe me, I can't, and neither can you. But understand something this morning. When I got saved, you know what? The desire for Sodom and the world was taken away from me. I don't take pleasure in the sin that I used to commit anymore. Why? Because I'm a new creature. It, the world doesn't hold the same the way it once did. But I have eternal life. And I thank God that I don't have to worry about being saved today and lost tomorrow. Amen. But her heart was still in Sodom. And if you'll read verse 16 over there in Genesis, somebody read that for me. I don't want to turn over there. I'm going to keep my Bible where my text is. Read that, Brother Rich. Genesis 19:16, And y'all listen up. Literally, the Lord's angels that he sent had to grab them by the hand and remove them. They didn't go on their own. They needed some prodding. They had to be Baptists. Amen? Because Baptists always have to be prodded to do anything. You got to take that old shepherd's hook and every now and then. But understand this morning, will you please, that when they got outside the city, the first thing that Lot said to the angels was, oh, I don't want to go to the mountain because the angels told them to get away from the plains, but go to the mountain. And he said, oh, I don't want to do that. No, no, no. He starts griping, moaning, and complaining. And then again... According to the word, the Bible says that she was behind them as they walked off. What does that mean? Again, she was lagging behind because her heart was still in Sodom. But yet, the angel said, go to the mountain. Why? Because any time... We are on the upward plane. We go up to the mountain. That's where we have our closest walk with God. We stay down here. Most of the time we get in trouble. But God has called all of us that are his children to come up. Up! Not down. And the sooner we realize that, the better off we'll be. He's called us to go up. And here's Lot. Oh, I don't want to go up there. Mm, don't it make you just want to slap him? What's wrong with you, Lot? But I guarantee you, when 
God's judgment fell upon his wife and she literally became a pillar of salt. Uh, I believe he got to step in. Amen. But notice what the command was. Don't look back. They were commanded, don't look back. You know, that same command that was given to Lot and his family and his wife especially is the same command God gives you and I today. It still stands. He don't want us looking back. Listen, Paul said those things that are behind me, I forget. But I press on toward the mark, the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Listen, we're to let the world and those things that we used to live for go. And we're to press on toward God. Press on. Climb on up. Don't stay down here. And forget Sodom. Forget the world. This world has nothing for us. Praise the Lord. I used to be all about making money. I used to be all about acquiring lots of things. Thinking that would give me status and it would just satisfy the longing in my life, in my heart. Guess what I found out after I got saved? The greatest thing that brings satisfaction to my heart is my relationship with Jesus Christ. The greatest thing that I possess is my salvation. And it was a gift given to me freely. Didn't cost me nothing, but it cost him everything. Now, possessions... I'll go ahead and tell you, there's nothing wrong. If God blesses you with possessions, praise the Lord, that's good. I mean, I've got possessions. But you know what? I finally realized that when he calls me home, they're going to be left behind. So what good is it? Some of you, like Scrooge, save every penny you have and you put it in the bank and you're telling yourself that, Oh, well, you know, this will come in handy in a rainy day and whatnot. Understand, the Lord decides to take you home. It doesn't matter how much money you have. It's going to be fought over by your kids. Say amen. It's the truth. You ain't taking it with you. My poor grandmother, she worked her tail to the bone. My dad's mom. And she... I tell you, she still had the first dollar she ever made. And I would talk, Granny, come on. You and ain't honest. Get on an airplane, come out and see us. Oh, son, I got, it cost too much. And, and she's got, she could have come out here many, many times over. Why don't y'all go and go to Florida? Go do something with it. No, 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 I got to save it. You never know. We might go into another depression. That was the way they were back then. And she would can, oh my Lord, and she would store up. And I'd say, Granny, my goodness, you've got enough food to feed an army. 
for years. What are you going to do with it? Son, you never know. It could be a depression. Granny, don't live that way. Live one day at a time. And guess what? It's better to give than to receive. Because, you see, <laughs> my granny wasn't a hoarder in the sense that she lived in filth and she had boxes stored up to root. No, no, no. But she was a hoarder when it comes to canned goods, clothes, money. That's not the way to live. Amen? Because you're not taking it with you. Enjoy it. Use it for God's glory. And I, let me give you a little secret. No, I don't have a special revelation from God. But I've learned some things. Let me give you a, a little revelation this morning. The more you have that you give to God guarantees you'll always have. Always. And the lesson you better learn, if you are miserly with it, and you don't use it for the Lord, guess what? You won't have it long because the Lord will take it from you. Amen? So, Food for thought. Now, the Bible says the angels let them out, Brother Ciro. Come on. Uh, by the way, it was just Lot, his wife, and two daughters. Son-in-laws weren't there. You know why? Because of Lot's testimony. Lot claimed that his relationship was right on with the Lord. But his son-in-laws studied their daddy-in-law. They watched. And even though he was saved, Lot was saved, y'all. And you know there's also been arguments over that. Isn't people stupid? I don't argue over the Bible. I take the Bible at what it says. Amen? Lot was saved. How do I know? Read 2 Peter chapter 2. He was called a just man. In other words, he was right before God. Even though his actions would make you suspect. Let me throw this in. Since we're talking about actions. God knows our I can fool you, you can fool me, but we're never going to fool God. Amen? So, if you see someone out there that professes to be something and it seems suspect, it's not your place to judge. Let God handle it. Pray for them. Amen? Because... You can't go up and say, ah, hypocrite, hypocrite, hypocrite. Mm. Because when you start pointing fingers at people, they're all going to end up pointing back at you. I'll throw this in and won't charge you. You are even a bigger hypocrite. 
by wanting to point fingers at people. Wow. In God's word, simple. But boy, he's going to have to teach us probably the first 10,000 years of eternity because we are stubborn and stiff-necked and we don't get it. So he's going to have to teach us. But you know what? Those 10,000 years will seem as a day. Amen? Now, notice her punishment. The Bible says she became a pillar of salt. Right then, right there, she was killed and she faced judgment. Why? Because of her unbelief. Understand, she didn't take God at his word. She didn't believe that God said what he meant when he sent the angels into the city to destroy the city. Disbelief. Unbelief. Think about that for a second. Was God playing? God don't play. Be not deceived. God's not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. If God tells you he's going to do something, it's done. may not be in our time frame, but it'll be done always. Her problem was her heart was still in Sodom, and she didn't believe God. That's why there's a warning in God's word here in Luke 17, 32. Remember Lot's wife you see the sad thing is had she been able she would have been able to have asked the rich man is hell real she would have been able to have asked Judas Iscariot is hell real and they would have told her it's real but she didn't believe She thought in her heart God wouldn't do that. And there's people in the world today that don't believe that a loving, merciful God would send anyone to hell. God has never sent anybody to hell. They sent themselves to hell because they haven't believed and trusted God's only begotten Son, Jesus Christ. Notice that judgment was sudden. Boom. Sudden. How quick could you and I die? That quick. Sudden. And if we die without Christ, the moment we draw that last breath, we wake up in hell. We die without him. It's sudden. So if we know that death and God's judgment are sudden, why are we waiting? Shouldn't we be making sure that we're right with God? Because judgment will be sudden, just like it was for her. I believe the moment she looked back, right then and there, she become a pillar of salt. And she died lost, so her soul went to hell. 
What else? Her judgment was also serious. What I mean by that is, folks, hell's a real place. The Bible tells us that men and nations shall suddenly be turned into hell. Psalms 9, 7. Suddenly. All that forsake God. Suddenly. If you know that this could be your last day on earth, this is the last sermon you're ever going to hear, I wonder if you would respond to the invitation. I would hope and pray you would. You say, oh, but I may have another 10 or 15 years. Lord might not come back for another 15. So I'll have time and opportunity. Uh, That would be nice, but I wouldn't bank on that. Because we're here today and we're gone tomorrow. Life is a vapor. It appears for a little time and then it vanishes away, according to James. That's life. We're born, we live, we die. And if Jesus doesn't come back in your lifetime and mine, we're going to die, y'all. Brother Ted Huckabee, today was the day he drew his last breath and woke up in the presence of the Lord. But he's gone. We're going to be gone one day. And then finally, her judgment was settled. You see, there's some teaching out there that says, oh, listen, you're going to get a second chance. You're going to go to purgatory. And you know what? If your family loves you, they'll pay the old church enough money to get you out of there. For one, I don't trust my family. Amen. And two, there's no such thing. It's settled. Once you die, where you spend eternity is where you're going to spend eternity. If you know Jesus, you're going to be with him. If you've rejected Jesus, you're going to hell. It's settled. You'll not get a second chance. No pardons once you die. I was thinking I've been at the bedside of only one person and I'm thankful for this I've been at the bedside of one person that wasn't ready to go to eternity they were, do- they were lost and I did my best to speak to that person about the Lord and salvation. 
but they were in no shape to do anything about it because they were in and out of consciousness. And the thing that has stuck with me all these years is right before that individual drew their last breath, that fellow literally raised up and he looked at the end of the bed and he says, do you see them? And I thought to myself, well, why does he see me? And then he started moving his feet. What is going on? I'm on fire. And that's the last thing this person ever said. I had nightmares for a while. Because that person died without Christ. And I've never told you this. Because it's painful to me. And I took it personal. Member of a church I pastored. A member. Not a visitor. Not an acquaintance but a member. The reason I took it personal was I felt like I didn't do enough. Somewhere, somehow, I wasn't able to reach this person. I didn't do enough. But over time, God showed me, nope. Just like the rich man in hell, Oh, if only one. Send them back. My brothers will believe. Nope. They have the word and the prophets. Took me a while to, I'm kind of thick cold, but the Lord finally showed me no. But beloved, you see something like that, I'm just going to say it. That's not the way you die. Child of God, I've been in many, many, hospital rooms where that person was ready to meet the Lord and it's altogether different there's a peace my uncle T died he was a he didn't get saved till later in life but I tell you what when God saved him he saved him he loved the Lord uncle T was sick and I'll never get the day me and Lori went up there was the last day we'd ever see he looked at me and he called me John Ditas. He says, John Ditas, it's a good day to go home. And I said, oh, did the doctor say they're going to let you go home? He goes, I'm talking about going home. I said, oh, yeah, it would be a good day. You know what? That day God was faithful and took him home. There's a big difference in dying saved and dying lost. That's what I'm trying to say. So, Here's the invitation. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, 
Today would be a good day to give your heart to him. He wants to save you, and he will save you if you'll come. If you're here today, and you are saved, but maybe your heart is still in Sodom. You can make things right with the Lord. Come and ask him to help you. And rededicate and live for him. Because he's coming. You've got to be ready. If there's anything that we learned this morning about Lot's wife, it's God does what he says he'll do. There is a heaven, there is a hell. There is salvation. And if you'll call upon the Lord, he'll save. Let me ask you one quick question. I don't know why the Lord laid this on my heart, but I'm going to do it. Where's your gaze this morning? You see, Lot started getting in trouble the moment he gazed toward Sodom. You know, his uncle and his shepherds kind of started having issues, so Abraham, being the wise uncle, said, Lot, Whatever you lay your eyes on, whatever seems good to you, you take it. And of course, what did Lot do? He gazed on the plains, how it looked and whatnot. Well, that was the first step of many downward steps in his walk. But my point is this. Generally, Brother Ciro, whatever we gaze at, Our feet takes us there. If you don't believe me, look over in the 15th chapter of Luke, the prodigal son. What did he gaze at? That long, far country. Wine, women, and song. And where did his feet take him? Took him there, but he ended up in a pig pen. If you've ever been around hogs, you don't want to wind up in a hog pen. Just let me put it that way. Again, if you have a choice, you see, she had the opportunity. The Lord sent two angels. Come on, get out of here. But she didn't want to go. And she did nothing about it. Oh, they got her outside the city. But that's as far as she got. Because she looked back. What about you this morning? What about you? You say, I don't like conviction. I didn't either. It hurts, doesn't it? The Lord would convict me. My knuckles would turn white on a pew. Preacher looked like every message he ever preached was just at me. He had me in mind every time. And the Holy Spirit would tug at my heart, go, go, and I would resist and resist. But understand, unless the Lord sends the Spirit to convict you and draw you to him, you can't be saved. 
can't just wake up one morning and say, today I'll become a Christian. No. It scares me when I talk to people and they say, oh, well, I was sitting outside on the patio drinking a cup of coffee. I just decided I need to be saved. Uh, what made you decide to be saved? Well, it's about time. I was raised in church and, and all. No, the Holy Spirit has to draw you. And don't be angry at, hello, sister, is that the Lord calling? Hang up. <laughs> hey, I'm giving you a hard time. I can't say that this happened to me on Sunday night. But isn't it amazing how the devil will try everything that he can? Take your mind off of what you need to do? especially during the invitation. He don't want you to come. He wants you to bide your time. He wants you to go to hell, spend eternity with him. And, no, we ain't got time. I saw something on the news and I, I chuckled because these are supposed to be learned men. I don't know where they got their schooling but what they've been taught and what they're teaching isn't what the Bible says. Anyways, that's a message. Remember Lot's wife. He could come at any moment, and when he does, judgment is going to fall. Don't be caught without Jesus. Amen.